Hi. Oh my, hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be our new thing. Oh my, hi. Oh my, it's been forever. What is going on? It's been a month. It's been a month. Okay, we needed to take a little a break. <laughs> they be like these bitches is always on break okay honey girl it's 2020 child it's only so much we can do <laughs> okay that can't be an excuse in 2021 though that cannot be an excuse but we love y'all and we thought you know why not end out the show with one more episode of 2020 right um, you know per <laughs> Oh, purr. oh my gosh. I've been <laughs> tweeting about how I really want to be released from the shackles of Roland Ray. Like, I feel like I'm being dragged by his wheelchair. With Did her. he like crawl into our minds while we were asleep? Because I'd be saying, oh, purr, and it's time to wake him up like every day. I say and- purr every day. I almost texted <laughs> my brother purr, and my brother does not know that lingo. And he probably would have just been like, okay, here's being her weird self. So I'm going to just let her be today. So I just texted okay. I was like, oh my God. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> welcome to a new episode of Keep It Locked. It's our last episode of 2020. Thank you Woo-hoo. for rocking with us this whole year. It's six months of that. What the fuck? It's been more than six months. It's been eight months. Oh shit. Okay. I need to get back on this dimension. <laughs> I am celebrating because I'm on my second glass of wine. I'm not supposed to drink alcohol, but fuck it. Here we are. Look at you. Is it red wine? Are you a red wine type of girl? White wine? Girl, the Stella Rose. Oh, okay. It's a red. It's a red wine. <laughs> uh-uh, Chaz. This, this is... Uh, baby, I don't know. I'm not I'm not that well-versed in that type of bougie life just quite yet. I just know it's Stella Peach, honey. And if I'm y'all judging me, I don't give a damn. Oh, so it's clear looking if it's Stella Peach. I'm a Somalier, girl. You didn't know? No girl, I, I study wines for a living. Let me stop for like the real girls come in and be like, no. I, was like, I mean, I know you study tequila. I don't know about wine. <laughs> and Moscow Muse. I'm happy you had that. I'm gonna partake in some beverages after we're done with the show. Because I didn't want to slur my words. Um, because it's gonna have me in another dimension. So I'm gonna just go do that after the show. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be I'll be on my level and you know, that's how we'll do that. We love to see it. But yes, guys, welcome back. And you know I have to introduce the ravishing, fantastic, iconic leader of the girls. Yeah, <laughs> on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I guess I'm okay. I'm a little wine drunk. Um <clears throat> and I have to introduce the awesome, the fantastic, the amazing, the just the light of my life, King mm-hmm. Wayne. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Okay, this week, guys. Well, welcome to this episode. I know we always hold y'all over for three minutes while me and Kara, you know, discuss our love for each other. But what's going on? What's the tea? What's what's popping? The stimmy. The stimmy. The stimmy. The stimmy. <laughs> Where the fuck is my stimmy, bitch? Like, Where is my stimmy? I've been stalking my fucking bank app like every thirty seconds, girl. I have been waiting for Chase to send that direct deposit notification. What is the number? Like, that's what I kept saying. What is the number? (laughs) So let's talk about it. Let's really get into it. So we could inform our listeners if they don't know what the fuck is going on. Let's talk about it. So a bill was presented um, by the House um, for $600 
skinny. But mm. the Senate, you know, no, a bill was presented for a two thousand dollars uh a two thousand dollar stimmy mm-hmm. um by the house it was passed unanimously. And then bitch McConnell, Mitch the bitch. <laughs> I like to call him with his gobble ass neck. McBitchy. <laughs> McBitchy. I call that nigga Macbeth. <laughs> Macbeth. <laughs> Mac ugly. That motherfucker look like he's decaying. It looked like they have to put him up and post him up. And then, you know, afterwards, they got to hook him up to a machine and charge him back up. He looked like a motherfucking root canal to me. Just oh painful, my God. disgusting. He looked like gangrene. <laughs> I just can't. Bitch. He looked like gangrene. His he looked, looked like, like gout. That's what he fucking he looked like. He looked like gout. We just going to drag him <laughs> because he's the reason why we're not getting a motherfucking $2,000. Ugh. Talking it's about it's just crusty, not, pasty, bitch. He was basically saying it's just not feasible. Well, why the fuck is it feasible for y'all to have a seven hundred a seven hundred billion dollar uh fund for defense, girl? For fences, nigga? Defense. Defense, gotcha. <laughs> it's the country accent for me. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. I cannot help it, child. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like I was saying, baby, I need that two thousand. It reminded me of set it off when she was like, I need yeah. that money. I need that money. Bitch, <laughs> that be me looking at my account every day. Like, Girl, uh, like, uh-uh. $600 is not... I mean, thank you for that, but next time, make it more. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I know that's all you can afford, but make it double. Make, make it, it double. Make it triple. <laughs> but with all that being said... um. People and LLC Twitter, I'm going to need y'all to stop telling people Shut how to spend their stimmy. I'm going to need y'all. Y'all been on Clubhouse talking out y'all fucking neck. Not everybody wants to be a business owner. If you do, great. But not everybody want to do that, okay? Please so shut the fuck up. If I want to buy crab legs on my Gucci bag with it, that's what the fuck I'm going to do, okay? It's been a rough fucking year. It's been a rough fucking year. Right. If people want to go spend their money on what the fuck they want to spend their money on, that's their goddamn business, not yours. You mind your goddamn packets, and don't worry right. about what people want to do with that six hundred dollars. You bar- you worry about what the hell you want to do with yours. Monitoring other people's money is just broke people behavior for me. Very and broke. I just I just don't. It's very uncouth, if you can say. But you know, not here for it. Not here for mm. it. But anyway, so that being said, um, make sure you guys. That's why voting is so important. It's both mm-hmm. is not just important for the presidential election or the big elections. That's why voting in the House of local elections for people who are in the House of Representatives, also for the Senate, is so important because we wouldn't be going through this shit right now. So now it's up to Georgia in the runoff election where they have to fill two seats with two Democratic um candidates so if we get that we can flip the senate we can have two blue houses i mean we can have two blue uh we can have a blue house and we have the blue senate and we can get this shit rolling and popping we gotta deal with the republicans and they're ugh, awful mm. awful fucking human beings i'm sorry there's no way that we have had three hundred thousand americans die over three hundred thousand dollars over 300,000 Americans die mm-hmm. and you have no sympathy and nothing for these people and I am I'm sorry I'm on a I'm on a soapbox and I'm a little wine drunk and I'm sorry if I'm going off but it's very passionate for me to talk about because I am tired of seeing people suffer and when they do not have to 
They really don't. I think somebody did the math where they were like, it's literally like a dollar and eighty five cents a day or some crazy shit. Um with the amount of time we've had since the first stimulus. And I just don't understand that. Like it shouldn't have taken this fucking long. We about to really steamroll into twenty twenty one and people can't put food on the table. They can't pay their rent. You know, they can't afford to live. And then we have these Congress people that just is all games to them. And you know, you could tweet all you want to, but let's see some action. So, yeah, get their ass up out of here. Georgia, do us well. Y'all felt us Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, I'm going to need y'all to make up for it this time with this. So, Did you say they failed us with Housewives of Atlanta? This current season sure did. <laughs> Speaking of the Real Housewives franchise, my girl Monique has quit. Is Jamal coming? Um, Thought huh? so. Is Jamal <laughs> I know people don't really watch Real Housewives of Potomac, but this last season was very messy. Um, very much so worth the TV time. Very much so just just giving it to me. Of course, I'm Team Monique, Team La Damme. Yes. All the way. I'm even fucking All with Ashley way. this season, and we never talked about it on the show. But I just want to say something like this. Church folk, you can't be being attacking people and then be mad when it's your turn. Because what you put out in the world, come back, and y'all be trying to hide behind that past the holy whore but um i just wanted to say that i love monique too Mm -mm -mm. i love monique she's quitting the show i am sad because she's the reason why i got back into potomac Mm -hmm. because i did not feature it the first season i think they were too busy trying to be bougie and i did call them great value housewives and i really want to recant that on air because i totally tweeted that so it's okay, they were. But they've stepped they pushed up. So, you know, they're whatever. really them girls. Like they really are. They them. they're them girls now. Atlanta, you let me know if this is your same um sentiment about the Atlanta franchise and you you we, we will go from there. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they should just scrap the entire cast? <sighs> I think that it needs to be half and half. I think it needs to be half new girls and half OGs just for like continuity purposes. So if I had to do a cash shakeup, I would have Portia. I would bring back Phaedra. Um, Nene could bounce in and out. Sheree could bounce in and out. And then a whole new cast. Like a whole, like four new girls. Did you say Sheree? I, I want to see her bounce in and out to be messy with Marlo. I, I want Marlo to get her peach. I think it's time. Marlo definitely deserves a peach. She deserves a peach. I want to see her on the show. I want Portia to stay. Cynthia can go. Kenya definitely can fucking go. I hate Kenya. <laughs> I'm saying it on air. I don't give a fuck. I don't like her. She's a bitter, miserable bitch. Oh my god, you taking it. <laughs> I don't care. You know, I really, you know, what really making me go there with her because the whole thing with Portia in the Black Lives Matter situation, which is something that we're gonna, I always, that's why I kind of segged away into this. Definitely didn't see Kenya um, at a protest, but okay. Definitely didn't see Kenya do anything. Um, she's just a nasty human being. She's very bitter with her life. Um, I wish her nothing but happiness. I really hope she can go and fix herself. She needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm little, like I said, I'm a little wine drunk. So, oh, I'm, it's it's the mouth is about to go, and it's the end of the year. The mouth is about to run off. Mm. But the last time I, I said that, it meant something totally different. But go on. <laughs> I mean, it can mean that too. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, she waiting for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Miss Kenya is just a awful person she does awful things and people just let her be awful because for entertainment purposes but it's like no that lady really needs help i'm convinced her husband hates her i'm like i'm not surprised he's her calmer 
He's her karma. Ooh, yikes. But um, shout out to Portia, though. Portia has really been on the front line. She's been arrested like three times. Yes. Right? Her and Yandy Luther King. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yan, Yan, yes. Um, I love it, though. No, I, I truly do appreciate Portia and what she's doing. She's continuing her legacy. Um, and I think I think Kenya is very bitter. You know, anybody that's doing better than her, anybody that is doing something that she's just an envious person. I've n- I've never liked Kenya since the day that she twirled on Real Housewives, girl. I have not seen it for her. I just, ugh, I, very messy, very bitter, just mm, no. I did want to bring up that I think that Nene's going to win her lawsuit, especially with the last reunion of Real Housewives of Potomac. And this is something that I want to bring the conversation up to of like television hosts, um, having biases and people having unconscious biases and I think that they need to s- strip away the stigma that just because you're black and on TV means that TV allows you to have that lifestyle when you could have had it before you even stepped on the screen and um, just respectability politics is something that's been bothering me all year and there are black people who are rich that do not have to you know throw a drink on anybody and if you did that to get your back salute to you but there are black people who are very affluent and they didn't need a television network they didn't need a tiktok they just grew up in that lifestyle so this whole notion that black people can only be rich in one particular way or one particular industry isn't true and i think that people who believe that need to be held accountable so you know also i do think another thing that i had a problem with with atomic is you know, just because you're rich, just because you're well off, doesn't mean you can't be the bitch ass. <laughs> um, and Monique, you the bitch ass. Like, stop playing with me. I think if she would have hit Giselle, she would have got fired. Like, for real. Yeah, Giselle would have made it the worst. Like, she already made it the worst without the girl even touching her by mm-hmm. bringing a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. That's neither here or there. I do not like Giselle. I do not like her. I do not like her. I told y'all she reminded me of Wilhelmina Slater from Ugly Betty. Like, she's Wilhelmina to me. Like, she does give me that. She does give me that. She's she's a person that lives in grand delusion. You're 50. <laughs> you're 50. You're 50. It's time you're fucking 50, and you're chasing after a whore pastor. Woo! Girl, let's get it together. I'm sorry. I'm on a roll today. I have not been on the podcast in a month. And I don't give a hot damn. Kiara is feeling um, spicy this episode. I'm feeling spicy, Caliente. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's like my least, like Kenya's my least favorite housewife. Giselle is my second least favorite. And you know, the rest, they fall where they fall. But other than that, like, and another big thing was, you know, it's just, I'm not here for it. Bringing it back. I'm proud of Portia and what she's done. I think that she's done an amazing job with, you know, with her activism, like just because you're a reality star doesn't mean that you can't be an activist. Like you can definitely do that. Speaking of actress, I just want to give my flowers to the actress that plays Mercedes in P Valley. You know, M I Crickly Crickly I Crickly Crickly I has saved me during quarantine, and I'm sorry I'm late to the oh, P Valley. Oh, you finally into P Valley. Finally got into P fucking Valley. If you have not seen that show, it is fucking amazing. Like. I mad y'all call me Uncle Clifford, but you know it's very fitting. I <laughs> know <laughs> um, I not, no, you guys. I had a joke that I was Mercedes and Keenan was Uncle Clifford. <laughs> there ain't no crime. That's literally our dynamic. <laughs> so I mean, hey, that's really hey. our dynamic. Shout out to Brandy I Evans. Really, she killed that fucking I, role. I, 
I really can't if we because now since you watched the show, we can really get to this conversation I've been kind of wanting to talk about. Um, with Uncle Clifford, I love that Uncle Clifford did not take no bullshit from um from murder, for little murder. I'm happy he didn't either. And you're gonna love me out loud. Like there are very like masculine gay guys, like for real, for real. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if he identifies gay as little murder dude, but that whole storyline, it just, oh, it triggered me. I loved it. I was like, they're having great sex, like. If you're not having orgasms this year, baby, I love. Mm-hmm. I Watch love that show. their sex scenes. I just <laughs> loved how, I just loved how. I don't know. I did. Like I just, I enjoyed it. It was so intimate, but at the same time, I just felt for Uncle Clifford too because you can see, you could feel the coming down of. Is Little Murder gonna actually love Uncle Clifford out loud? Oh yeah, and proud, and you know. I just was like, I wish, and I think Moonlight is another movie where it kind of like, it's like a, I think the right word is like a just, what is it called? Just a position. It's like they're similar in a way of how, you know, thugs can be gay too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, very masculine, you know, they can be gay too. Gay does not have a look. Does not. You know, it does not. It really does not. So I love that that show showcased that, but it also showcased the fact that Uncle Clifford knew his worth mm-hmm. and was not a going to deal with that. So I am so like that was just like my favorite. Like on the on the end the last episode, that was just like wow. I really kind of hope I love Lil Murder and Uncle Clifford together. I do, but at the same time, I'm just like mm, don't take that nigga back. <laughs> I'm really I'm really curious on where they're gonna take it. Um, season two, like. I'm really fucking curious. And I hope that it has more episodes. Because them eight episodes went by so quick. I binge watched it. I did not sleep for like two days watching the damn show. So I agree with you. Moonlight is fantastic. It's going to make you cry. I used to work at Starbucks yes. when that shit came out. So I was crying all the time. I cried like three days in a row after watching it. So had some trigger warnings. But yeah, girl. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. But I will say, you know, <laughs> I just love P-Valley. I love how... I just love how it's hood, it's gritty, it's country, but it it has so much intersectionality in it too. It's very modern. I just I enjoy P Valley. And Patrick um, Ian Polk is a writer on there. Like he's an executive. No, we love we love Patrick Ian Polk. Shout out to Noah. Shout Art. out to Noah's Art. No, we love it. We love it. We love it. Remember when we saw Patrick Ian Polk at uh the party? Oh my god, yes. And I looked him up and down. I was like, that's Patrick Ian Polk. And I didn't speak, and I wish I would have just to give him his flowers. Yeah, we no, because I was just like, Keenan, go speak, go speak. <laughs> we were just happy to be. At I was that. on my shot, girl. We were just happy to be where we were at. We ain't got to go into where we was at, but mm-hmm. we were just happy to be where we was at. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> friends of the show. Friends of the show, you know? they know what it is. <laughs> well, friends, our friends, they know where we was at. But anyway, um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, that still was a great weekend, Keenan. I can't wait till we can do things like that again. Um, I know. I want the world. To I open really up. want the world to open up so we can, so we can go on tour with the show. Yes, I would love to do a live tour of the show one day. We just got to get an audience. We just have to get it bigger, and then we can tour and reach out to other people and like you know just just have fun and laugh with other people too. Um. <clears throat> anyway, what's another thing that that's going on that was so like? Hmm. Hmm. It's been pretty quiet in the media spend this time, and I, I've honestly been ignoring celebrities. 
I spent more yeah. in this family. I mean, but yeah. you know. well, Wendy Williams is coming out with a documentary. Yes, I believe we talked about that in the last episode. Too, no, right? we talked about the bi- the biopic. We didn't talk about the the documentary. Ooh, she's coming out with a documentary Please about her it. life, and you know what? Um, I really think that it's a great idea that she's doing and it's going to be on Lifetime. I think it's going to be like a package thing with the biopic that's coming out about her life. Um, yeah. I think it's a really good idea because um, we know, ooh, excuse me, we know that a lot of things have went on in her personal life that's come out in the media and with her being the hot topic queen, you know, girl, it's best that you discuss your hot topic, which is your life. And Wendy really did lead a generation though, because I'm not going to friend like I didn't rush to see her in the Tyra show and just Wendy has such a huge impact yes. on your faith today. So like the Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, all of those, you know, they low-key Wendy sons. Like if we go yeah, keep Wendy it above, sons. Like... Wendy was the gossip girl <laughs> in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And in the, she had people coming up to the studio to fight her. Okay. <laughs> Whitney was about that business over the phone. Okay. Take it outside. Take it outside. Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she talks about her personal life, you know, everything that went on with her marriage. And she was just like, you know, I talk hot topics. I'm not the hot topic. You know, that was one thing she said. But eventually she became the hot topic. And it's funny that Woo. she... Yeah. Eventually she did. But, you know, I love that Wendy is like kind of running in front of everything. And she's like, I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to tell you what happened. I don't want nobody else to spin it. This is me delivering it to you on a platter at Lifetime Network. Okay. So it'll be coming out mm-hmm. January 30th, which is uh, today. <laughs> I, think today. <laughs> I think it's coming out today. So I'm probably going to go watch it uh, a couple days or so. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, that was one thing that happened. I'm trying to think of anything else happened. I don't think so. But other than that, you know, I really this year has been chaotic as far as news pretty much it really has been and it's just been such a very like roller coaster year just like every year has been a roller coaster but i think that um this one this is a big roller coaster per se that we didn't expect because there's always ups and downs every year but you know we just go keep it trucking 2021 is going to be even brighter speaking that over all of us so with that being said was there anything else we needed to cover um no i'm good i think that's all we will talk about okay we'll be right back we gotta go pay some bills keep it locked and we are back and we're back we back we back back. (laughs) i really have to stop listening to acid rap because i've been listening to it every day of quarantine you've been listening to acid rap every day i've really been in my acid rap bag that's so crazy that's so (laughs) crazy no i i listened to acid rap i think i was on my way to austin i think that was nah and i just like we just had like a nostalgia like time was listening to all the music from that time so like I just love acid rap. You know that. We love that. So, yeah. Shout out to acid rap. Shout out. Shout out. Okay. The vine is really talking. So, anyway. (laughs) We are using this segment to talk about our favorite songs, favorite albums of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Um, I'm trying to think about if anything new really came out uh, that I would love to discuss. I don't know, but that does not matter at this point. <laughs> we can definitely start off with what we was texting about. Scissors, good days. You know, that was... Oh! We had to, we had to talk about it. Um, and we're not going to use, like Kiara said, we're not going to use this whole segment as usual for music, but we definitely had some great wins for music this year that we definitely want to touch on. But good days, I will say, when I was listening to good days, and I'm going to keep it G. I had took an edible. I was laying in my bed. I put on good days and it felt like I transformed into the girl I always wanted to be. Oh. And what I mean by that is that it was so beautiful. It felt like my heart was shooting out of my chest. Like I didn't get the like I don't get why people didn't like the mix. It was perfect. It was, okay, no. So the mix, when I first listened to it, I was like, mm, something a little different. Like some cuz I have been listening to it on SoundCloud for the longest and then like they had like a version of it my cousin sent to me on Spotify mm. shout out to my cousin my cousin really be having the gems and I just ask him like Frank stuff like he always find like underground Frank stuff and like I just ask him be like can you send it to me and he always finds stuff so shout out to my cousin for that but yeah. I haven't listened to Good Days for like the last like three or four months or so Mm-hmm. Um, just on repeat. I remember one time I was driving in my car and I just had it on repeat the whole goddamn day, and it was stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head for months, but at the same time, like listening to the mix, I was like, mm, something, something different, you know. But I was like, maybe that's how she wanted it, so I just, I don't care. I just scissor, like I don't give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. scissor don't drop like that. Like I, I'm not gonna complain if scissor drops. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm right. So like if that's how she wanted it, that's how she wanted the mix. And she was pissed about people, you know, talking about the mix. Like shut mm-hmm. the fuck up and enjoy it. And somebody had a fan theory saying that it sounded chaotic because that's how she felt emotionally. So that's probably why it was yes. mixed like that. And I went back and listened to it with that mindset of like, well, let me try to understand this perspective, but I'm I'm right there with you. Like, I, I honestly hadn't listened to the song since I, I watched the video. Um, you know, so much music comes out. But yes, it's just SZA, SZA is it, okay? I still she's think she, that girl. she deserved that Grammy for Control. I think that was definitely, a, that was a tough year. It was a lot of competition, but SZA, yes, yes, I'm here for it. She's that girl. And you know what? I, you know, I love SZA, like, love her. You have a control tattoo, right? Yes, I do have a control tattoo. Okay, let's just talk about control for a minute. I know we're talking about albums in 2020, but that album did so much for me Mm. as a young woman who Mm -hmm. does have issues with control. I don't control other people. It's me trying to control my life Mm -hmm. and myself is what I've had issues with. And that album did like, it was like a shadow work album almost. Like I feel like the table is for me too. Mm It was like control came in my life at a time where I was having so much internal turmoil and it just opened things for me. And also like since I just felt so much closer, like as far as a listener to an artist, because I mean, hey, we have same placements like she's a Scorpio Pisces moon and I'm a Scorpio Pisces moon. I just feel like she gets it. It was almost like if you made an album, that's what it would sound like. Yeah. If I made an album, that's what I would talk about like normal girl is me like I don't give a fuck 20 somethings was what I was going through at the time <laughs> pretty little yeah. bird is just like oh my gosh like if you had just... to pick one song that's you on the album what would you pick one song that I would what that you would pick like one song that you would feel like defined 
Normal not girl. even you, maybe that time period. Normal girl, okay. I would say garden is me. Oh. I think that garden is definitely me. Um, and I'm I was right there with you. I, me and Kiara lived together at the time when control came out. And you I remember know what I was doing. yo, yo, I really didn't know the the severity of it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was going through it as well. I was finishing up college. I was in like situation and I would listen to control on my couch and just literally drink whiskey. Like one time, um, I drank a half a bottle of whiskey and played control. And I remember my dream was being in an ocean and all you could hear was garden in the background. And that oh, song wow. sticks with me to this day. Like, wow. I was depressed. You was in a, you was in the front. You would be drinking whiskey. I'll be in my room. <laughs> Smoking. I was confused. I was emotionally confused. Um, shout out to growth. <laughs> shout out to growth. Shout out to growth. We we're completely different human beings than mm-hmm. we were in 2017. I will say that. But I just think control did so much for me. And when I got this tattoo, I was going through this thing where I was trying to let go of control in my life, and that album just was like. It just resonated. So shout out to SZA. Like, I love her. I love Good Days. I'm so excited for this new album. She's working with Roddy Jerkins. She's working with, I forgot who else she's working with. But mm-hmm. she's working with a lot of heavy, oh, for real. Like, a lot of the Neptune. She's just working with a lot of heavy hitters with this album. And I think just with Hit Different and Good Days, we know that it's going to be a masterpiece. So I'm ready. Ooh, me too. And I'm ready for concerts to come back. I know we say that like every week, but I still have not seen Sizzle Live. And I would love to. Um, I'm not missing concerts ever again, no matter where I work. I'm not at. missing concerts. <laughs> I'm still mad that I miss Steve Lacey. So let's like, yeah, I'm still mad about that. I was mad I missed Lucky Day because I had to work. Like, fuck that. Take that PTO and go see your favorite person live if it's on the weekend. Just call out, baby. Just call out. <laughs> I'll just call out. They'll be all right. If you lose that the job, we'll done. get another one. Right. You get another I don't one. work jobs. I am a job. And if all else Her. fails, I'm gonna be on OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But um one thing that I wanted to ask you, a lot of um publications and musicians have artists of the year. Who was your artist of the year personally? Chloe and Holly. Wow, why? Did you not listen to Ungali Hour? I did. I just want to hear your perspective and the listeners don't know your perspective. It's just fucking beautiful from front to back. There's a song for every emotion that I felt this entire year. Okay? This entire year. I know, Well, no, not really, because I wasn't trying to, like, yeah, no, no nigga was, like, no. But at the same time, like, it's, I can feel their emotions. I can feel the harmonies. There's so mm. much intention that went into that album. It's beautiful to be that young and putting out such mature. It's not mature content, but a mature body of work like that, where it's mm-hmm. so cohesive. The girls are really the young girls are really coming, and I know people talk about this 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 generation and how they feel like no, there are girls in this new generation that are really heavy hitters. Chloe and Holly is is one. Miss Billie Eilish is another one where it, the I, talent hmm. the talent is fucking bananas and I love Ongali Hour I oh my god my favorite track on there <laughs> has to be the, the title track Ongali Hour period mm. it's a like those girls have had their foot on our necks this entire year 
And well, I feel like I feel connected to this too. project way more than their first. Like, the first one is great. But I think this album, I feel like I can see myself in them. And right. it's so hard to listen to music. Well, it depends on the vibe that you're going for. But I think when it's R&B or alternative R&B, you, gotta, you have to connect with the artist for real in order to even kind of absorb the music. So I'm happy to see them elevating. I don't have any notes. I completely agree with B. Okay, um, who's your favorite? My favorite this year was Synthetic Soul. I've been talking about it forever. Um, it's an artist named Child. He's from Montreal that I've spoken about before. The reason why I love that song is because this year I've been discovering myself and I've challenged everything that I thought that I was. So if I was like, I don't like this certain food or I'm scared of this certain thing, I would always challenge it to say, is that still you or is that the image people hold of you? Mm-hmm. And that album really, I, I've been saying it so much. I love alternative music. And it, it's the first project that I ever really pushed from a professional standpoint, but also that I really, really believe in on a personal standpoint since Control. And um, that album just did something to me. It just, if you haven't heard it, Synthetic Soul, the artist's name is C-H-I-I-I-L-D. And there's a song called Darling. And I remember being on the beach in San Diego and just life is too short. Life is really too short. And that Life album, is too short. It's so relaxing and calming. So shout out to Child and the whole team because that's a project. Okay. I'm a, I really have been trying. I really need to get into that project. I have just been, I don't know. I do that sometimes. It takes me a while to get into something sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I will get into that one. But with that being said, what was your favorite album of 2020? Woo! Favorite album of 2020. Hmm. I'm going to have to give it to my girl JoJo. I'm gonna have to okay. give it to JoJo. Okay. And it was I love a redemption story. I love rooting for the underdog and knowing her career journey. And man, like it was just it was so short, but to the point. The writing was amazing. Yes. The visuals, yes. man, is a record. Thinking yes. about you, Ooh. like that song. I ain't even gonna switch on mm. myself. That song was very relatable. Like very, very. That song did something to my little heartstrings. I would play it on my speaker and get ready in the morning. So, JoJo, everybody at Clover, Warner, like y'all eat, like executive produce the fuck out of that. Warner, she did a great job. Warner Records is really on the upcoming cup. Mm-hmm. Like, like they have Sweetie on their roster, and whoever is Sweetie, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I like I like what Sweetie's doing with her career. Like I really enjoy watching her blossom. And like, she seems so, her, like literally a genuine person. Yes, super genuine. I do like. I need. This is something we could because this is the music segment. So we're going to talk about entertainment. We're going to really talk about the music. I love that this generation, as far as us, you know, we enjoy watching people be genuinely themselves. Mm-hmm. We love. We love when people are authentic. That's how we got Cardi B. That's why people love Ari Lennox. That's why people love Sweetie. That's why people love those type of people, types of artists who interact with their fans. That's really, you know, you know, they they show their personalities. Like, Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, I love that people can be themselves because I think the problem with a lot of artists like from the 90s and the 80s and 70s, they were all molded to be something they really weren't. Mm-hmm. And it led to a lot of artists having like personal issues, you know, 
like Whitney. Whitney was never really allowed to be who she truly was. Luther was never really allowed to be who he really was. And I think if we actually was able to allow Whitney and Luther and so many other artists to just be themselves, I think they would be here today, you know, or they would have lived longer lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy to see our generation is so into embracing the authenticity of David, say the word for me. I'm fucking it up. Authenticity um, of um, yes, of uh, um, which yeah. I agree with because they're the not they're people like they they're create people. a product, but they're still people at the end of the day. And sometimes we don't let the separation between. I think capitalism makes us look at people as products and not as individuals. And there are oh, and one other album I do want to say. Speaking of a, an artist as themselves. I will say Kaylani, it good. It was good until it wasn't. Yeah. That was a project for me. And I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't get into it at first. I thought she was I'm trying to be re- friend. I gotta revisit it back. I'm gonna be honest with you. I know one of my friends really got me and was like, you know, you a big Kaylani fan and she switched it up a little bit and you didn't take to it. And I said, you know what? It reminded me of the Drake comment we always talk about. Are you not connecting with it because it's not what you thought it would be? Because you're not in that time, like headspace anymore when i listen to it that's a great fucking album and she did it all by herself basically so um super proud of her in that project but yeah i think that artists should be able to say what they want you know but also i do like the mystery sometimes i think they overshare it's kind of like this is still your job to an extent so kind of know better that's okay so that's what i'm saying like sweetie she doesn't overshare we still don't know a lot about her personal life but mm-hmm. she's still herself, which I enjoy. You know, Cardi B, yes, you know, they have, you know, stuff about, but she still is at that point where she, we really don't know about a lot about Cardi B life like we think we do. We really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari Lennox, we don't know a lot, but we love seeing her just be herself. And I'm you know, finally I, getting into Ari, so shout out to you for pushing it. Cause... I'm happy I'm pushing it on you, okay? <laughs> That's my girl. I love her. Um, you know, she had an issue too where people had problems with her lives and you know, and it was just like she was just being herself, you know. Yeah. She's just being herself. And I do love mystery. Like, you know, Frank is very mysterious, you know. Um, who else is very mysterious? Uh um, some people out there. Mysterious. Her, Ooh, her is her. very mysterious. Um child, I don't I think know. Of, right. I'm like of the artist. I can't even think I I'm love the- mysterious people though, so because I'm you know. Me too. I like that Jasmine Sullivan is mysterious to an extent too. Yes, I love that Jasmine Sullivan is mysterious. We know she has a boyfriend, you know, we know that, but we don't know anything else. But she's still like a down, down to earth Philly girl. Like we know that. And now mm-hmm. she just talks about her be- her being vegan and I love watching that. Like I love seeing her talk about her vegan lifestyle. Like I enjoy it. So that's what I enjoy about this generation of artists. They are allowed, they're more so allowed to be themselves as opposed to, you know, back in the day where they had to have media training. They had to be a image. And nowadays it's just like, bitch, just be yourself. What roles? Roles. What projects are you looking forward to next year? Like what, if you could ha- like get two artists to drop next year? Jasmine Sullivan want? Hotels. You already know. Gotcha. I already know. Um, trying to think. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, Scissor. I know you said two, but you know I gotta go. <laughs> um, Kendrick Lamar drops. Believe me, uh, y'all gonna have to pick me up off the floor. <laughs> um, 
yeah, you have to completely pick me up off the fucking floor because I really feel like he was going to drop this year. Mm-hmm. He was he was throwing some shit out there, not musically, but he was giving us something with something called I think it was like PG PG Lang or something like that. Mm-hmm. He had put some promo out for it, and then the pandemic hit, and then we didn't see him anymore. We haven't heard shit from Kendrick, mm-hmm. and I'm just. I'm like, oh my God, please, please, please. Like, I'm beg of you, like, put something out. Also, Doja Cat is, I think she's planning something called Planet Her. I don't know what that is, but okay. it's coming. I'm excited. Um, and I think that's all I have. Go. You tell me. <laughs> Shit. I be asking you questions that, like, I still be thinking about. <laughs> um... That's why you ask me, because I be ready to go. <laughs> you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Um... Maybe I stays ready. Always. I'm really looking forward to a Frank project. Um, I've been listening to Frank. I'm wearing a Channel Orange sweater right now. Really ready for Frank. I would be... I, you know, I really would like a Destiny Child album. I I would love that. (sighs) Dream on. I know, I know. You know, I always want what I can't have. So, um, really looking forward to that, if that ever happens. But my fave... One of my faves already dropped this year. So, I'm like... You know, Ari already dropped, like, Ariana Grande. Oh, okay, so. Ari, Ariana, uh, Ariana Grande, okay. Ariana, but I would love another really cool. full-length project from Victoria Monet. Like, I would love an album from her. Oh, that would be... She's such a beautiful fucking woman. And I love Jaguar. Like, Jaguar, Jaguar is to is me. No it. skips. And people it. really didn't care for her. And I was like, well, what? some folks said they didn't like it. And I was like, what are y'all talking about? It's a grower album. I always tell people that, like, well, me, it was mm-hmm. instant. But for people who don't really follow V like that, it's a grower album. It was instant for me. I think it's because I've been kind of on Victoria Monet for the last two years. Mm. Um, Well, yeah, it's been like, yeah, when I was living in college, I was on to her because she had two EPs out. It was a, yeah, but anyway. um, And I've just been following her and I've just been like, why is this girl not popping yet? Like, Oh, and of course, Nikki. I know y'all go drag me. Oh, yes. We love Nikki. We love Nikki. <laughs> NM5. I'm ready for the documentary. What do you think she's going to do? Because she's been recreating her Pink Friday looks. I think that it's going to be very didded on them esque records. I think we going to finally get a majority hip hop record for real, for real. I, no more pop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak for yourself because um, come and see me still be, you know, rolling. No, like I just want a straight, like, just. Uh, give me nothing but looking ass type vibe yes that's what I want like I just want like my sis has been eating like her features like let's talk about Nikki's features of 2020 whole lot of listen (laughs) y'all was trying to say that my girl has like kind of slid and I'm like Nikki don't the pen don't ever sleep. Let's the start the pen don't sleep. Let's like talk about the pen the pen is serious it's dangerous when I listen to the other girls that are out you know, I want to talk about that. Like, I love the girls, but the girls, it's not. Which I, how I'm gonna say this? I need the sundress with the hat in the booth type energy. Like, that's what I need. Um, it's like the girls give it to me, and then they'll put something out, and it's like, oh, girl, you're kind of off on that one today. Mm-hmm. You know, but Nikki, it's never off. She really not, and I think that. Never off. She's been hibernating on purpose to build anticipation because I do be looking up like where's the where's the music, Nick? I know we got two more albums in the. She just had a baby though, Keenan. No, no, I'm saying like in general, like before we even knew she was pregnant, all of that we were like, where's the music, Nick? Because we haven't had an album since Queen. 
And that was two years ago. That was two years ago. But I think that um, I'm happy that she's been holding out because it could be an oversaturation when we look at other hip hop acts where it's like, yes, I don't want you to just drop something, drop something. But, you know, Nikki is strategic. So I'm looking for I'm really looking forward to 2021. This was a great year for music. There's a lot of projects we're not even thinking of right now. So if you have a favorite project um, that are listening to us, definitely share it with us. We always looking for new music. I do want to shout out Toby Lou because love I, Toby Lou. I am in love. Like I love him so That's much. That's mine. Um, I will catch a flight and beat your ass. Um, because I love him. You're not gonna beat my ass. <laughs> I like to see. You're gonna you try, but you won't. Pick a wall, pick a wall, queen. <laughs> anyway, Toby Lou is an artist to watch out for, y'all. Um, another mm. artist to watch out for is I really I hope I don't fuck up her name, their name, I, I, their name. Let me say their name. I really hope I don't fuck up their name. But Amare, I really think Afro pop is going to come up on the scene too because mm. I've been listening to some Afro pop and I'm like they are really killing it like Ooh. over there. Definitely like, send me some. I will send it to you when we done. I thought I sent it to you, but I'll send it to you. Also, another person to look out for is Q. He just put out something called The Shave Experiment. And I think he gives like Childish Gambino, Frank Ocean, Steve Lacey, if that's what you like. Like that's, yeah, period, permanent. Um, I'm just going, but y'all know I got to talk about before we go off this segment, (laughs) I got to talk about my two favorite pop albums of this year. Switching the positions for you. Sorry, that's mine. Continue. <laughs> that's yours. I mean, I love positions too. I like positions, but it's not my favorite of the year. The girls not seeing nasty though. The girls ain't seeing that. Nasty is it. <laughs> they not seeing nasty. Nasty is it, girl. It make you want to do a little swiggle, bitch. Girl. But, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, y'all, I'm a little wine drunk, but my eyes are like very squinty right now, y'all. I don't know what the hell Miss Stella put in her wine, but she's it's really got me going. She put the rose um, in there for real. <laughs> she put that rose in there, girl. <laughs> but uh, Serena Sawayama, Sawayama, I will say that's one of the best albums I've heard in the last five ten years i don't care what nobody says that album is fucking a master she's eating she's eating she ate all the girls up bitch <laughs> and girl and then she threw the girls up and showed them what the fuck they look like for real let me tell you rena Sawayama is that girl and i cannot wait to come over to the states and eat everybody the fuck up i am so ready that album is it okay second album that just ate me up this year, pop wise. Dua fucking Lipa. Dua did have her fucking uh fucking heel on our fucking neck. Okay, girl, like woo heel on the motherfucking neck. I talk about this album probably every other episode, but <laughs> it really did something for me because I had a disconnect with pop music for years. I loved pop growing up. Then it got to a point maybe like 2015, 2014, where I was just like, girl, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I with told pop y'all Dula was yeah. coming. I told y'all Dula people. You coming. did say that. You did say that and I just wasn't really seeing it but it took my friend Jamarcus shout out to Jamarcus um, to really sit me down and be like sis listen to this bitch changed my life 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. And I was the visuals were there. Every the performances. My girl Everything. took the criticism. Love you, Doula. Come on the show. She took the criticism and applied the fuck out of it. I love Dua Lipa. She is that girl. No, I don't care. Me. There's so much intention on that album. I always say intention, being intentional, t- intentional albums as far as harmonies, as far as beats, as far as mixing, everything has an intention. And Miss Sis, everything had an intention. Every instrument had an intention on featuring nostalgia. Even the album, had, album, the album cover eight. The album cover was if anybody's listening to this, if you want to give me the vinyl of Future Nostalgia and send it to my goddamn house, you can do that. Um, we love just to see it. Me, you know. Did you ever get okay. your WAP vinyl? Because I still ain't get that. No, I did not. Well, I never got it. Oh, I'm still waiting on that. It's been six weeks, girl. What's up? About to oh, call no. fraud on it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's my favorite two pop albums that I feel like just really gave it to me this year. Um, And I, yeah. Great. Switching the positions for you. <laughs> so we're gonna speaking of switching positions, we'll be right back for our final segment. Oh my god. Per Hey yo. Hey yo. What's poppin' girl? What's poppin'? <laughs> oh my gosh, we're in our final segment of 2020. What's in the entire fuck? We're ending 2020 with this. We are. And so shout out to everybody that listened to this, whether you heard it in 2020 or you listened in 2021. Thank you for rocking with us. Yes, thank we you. We love y'all so much. The show is going to get even bigger. We have so many things planned for next year we that I just can't do. wait to execute. We do. We do. I'm excited. I am <laughs> at my level right now. So... Mm-hmm. Is not on his level, so we're at two different levels, but they're gonna work together right now, okay? They definitely are. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't drank anything, I haven't drank wine or anything in like two months, y'all. So um bear with me. (laughs) It's fine. It's the Um, the year I said fuck it, but um (laughs) I broke my little sobriety that I was trying to do. But um, yeah, you guys. We're going to use this segment to kind of reflect, I guess, on 2020 and then discuss kind of where we are trying to bring our lives to in 2021 and what intention that we're trying to have. Intention has been a big word for me this year, Mm -hmm. and I probably have said it a fucking lot, but do everything with intention. (laughs) Shout out to Zelage. Do everything with intention. Do everything with intention. You know, shout out, shout out to Solo. Shout out to Miss Solo Star. But <laughs> Keenan, you tell us how yes. um, 2020 has changed your life. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's 2020. I remember I woke up in a hospital bed. That's how I started out 2020, right? I mean, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yes. You scared and I remember. I know, right? I scared the fuck out of everybody. And um, sometimes we overindulge in things and we don't realize that. And 2020 has made me think about everything that I want, right? And I ask, I always challenge my friends to look at different perspectives. And I think sometimes we never point the finger back at us. It's easier for us to dissect other things. And this year, I have been just overwhelmed. There were points where 
I felt alone. There were points where I felt loved. There were points where I was partying. There was points where I was jaded. And I think to sum up 2020 for me, it was really um, transformation, if that makes sense. I think that starting this year versus how I'm ending it, I've been, I enrolled in the therapy as we talked about on the show. Um, I just took a look, a deep dive into who is Keenan and what do I stand for? What do I want? Where or where am I going? Right. And I think that this year really made you have tough conversations. You have to have tough conversations with yourself. Maybe you have to have tough conversations with your boss. And it's just demanding respect was a big, big pillar in my life. And I didn't know how to be such a champion for myself out of fear for tough moments. Right of saying, hey, this hurt my feelings, or hey, we should talk about this. It was always confronting issues. In 2020, I feel like I've been able to do that. I'm still learning and growing, but I've been able to figure out who I really want to have in my life and people who I just don't see. Like maybe like jobs weren't where I where it was at. I've met a whole bunch of new people. I've grown my personal brand. We've grown this podcast. And so I just really want to say tonight and whenever you listen to this episode is that you don't have to be stagnant in anything. You don't have to be who you were yesterday. If you didn't like, I don't know, tuna fish yesterday, you can eat it today. As simple as that sounds, I think we condition ourselves to be what other people want us to be when it's so much easier to be yourself. Yes. I definitely agree with you. I will say this year, because I've known you for a while, Girly Ghetto, they popping five crackers. Sorry, y'all. Y'all <laughs> I love shit. it. It's not gunshots, bro. It's not gunshots. And even if it was, bitch, I'm protected. Um, per. Per. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I really have seen you grow so much since we first met. In 20, was it 13? 13? We were cyber friends in 2012. We met in person in like 2014. We met in person in 2014 when I went and toured UL and I said, fuck my orientation people and you gave me a tour. Um, (laughs) That's so, um, yeah, that's so me to be like that. Just fuck y'all. I'm going to do my own thing. Uh, But yes, (laughs) meeting you in my life and how we have both just helped each other so much with acknowledging ACES like maybe there's something you can change or hey bro like you know this is how you can handle this differently you don't Mm -hmm. always have to do this and go to the extreme there's a common ground so seeing you now because I remember when we first started being friends you were a hothead (laughs) and I used to be like Keenan is not that deep like Chill out. Not chill out like, oh, whatever you're mad at doesn't matter. It's Mm -hmm. just like chill out, meaning sit down, think about it, think your emotions through, and then approach it differently once you've settled your emotions a little bit. Mm -hmm. You were a big proponent in my life of doing that. And I think that the when I hold a mirror back up to you, you've had so much growth just navigating post-college stepping into your creative endeavors and just over the years i've seen you just flourish as a woman and then coming into your own space and the way that people adore (laughs) you you know as a woman the way that people adore you but i think that so many situations a lot of people would have crumbled in and i think that resilience is something that you've pretty much perfected at this point whether you wanted to or not Uh, thank you 
Wow. Because <laughs> um, I don't be feeling like I'm resilient. I'll be like, girl, what the fuck is going on in your life? And I call you and I just, can't. Like, I call you and Angie and Khadijah and I just, what happened? I don't know how to handle the situation. I'm scared. I'm, un- I'm, but y'all will push me and y'all will be like, no, Kira, you need to go confront that. Like, you need to go deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't run away from that. You know, you guys helped me so much in my life. And I thank y'all, you know, and I just in this year of 2020, it has brought so much of 2019 was a it was one of the worst years of my life. Okay, let's just start there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) If I want to be very transparent with every fucking body. Hi, everyone. This is me saying that 2019 was the worst fucking year of my life. I had Mm -hmm. just graduated from school. I was super depressed. I was I was in a very toxic situation um, mm-hmm. and I walked away from it and walking away from that situation was so hurtful because that's not something you just wake up one day and be like, OK, I'm gonna walk away from this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something that had been a problem for a while and I'm not going I don't have to get all into it, but. At the same time, I mean, Ken, you know what it is. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a it was a lesson of just because you think that something has to be permanent and that means that you have to take whatever that person gives you or that situation gives you, that's not true. You can always walk away. You definitely can. If it's not serving you, you can always walk away, you know. And I walked away and it was scary, you know, because I never thought in my life I could really walk away. But I did, mm-hmm. and it was scary, and it was, you know, a lot of different things. However, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because it brought me to where I could really embrace myself mm-hmm. and under- actually take the time out to understand what I wanted out of life and really be myself, too. So, Which is uh, difficult to do. It's very difficult to do, you know. As this year has been a year where I have embrace my femininity i embrace because that was a thing that i had a problem with for a while was my femininity and trying to understand what it was you know i i just identity i had identity issues for a long time i did mm-hmm. you know i'm a human i had that you know and now i'm starting to really understand like what is it who i am or also understanding that i don't really have to have a label like i'm just me i'm just kiera i'm just walking breathing mm-hmm. flesh of myself um and you know i just love that this 2020 gave me the stillness that i needed and it's necessary like not everything has to be like chaotic or to have that reflection piece you need to be still and the fact that yes. you were able to walk away also shows courage because a lot of people you know aren't strong at that moment to do that because you could have stayed in those situations and Free free will is a motherfucker. Somebody taught me that a long time ago. And I was like, you know what? We all have free will in this life. And nobody's forcing you to really do anything. You know, if you don't want to do anything, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, hey, I'm not feeling that. So for right. you to say, look, I, I'm not feeling this. This isn't serving me and leaving. You now is so appreciative of that. Because you could still very well, all of us could be very well back where we were a year ago from this time you know and sometimes you had those moments but i'm happy to see you power through it because we are at the end of the day we all kind of want simple things right to be loved right affection and just peace like that's just 
the basis of human, at least for me, my opinion. Right. Yeah, so I, I just, I really think for 2020, you know, it was a time where I just felt like at the beginning of 2020, like, I know you start, you talked about how you started your 2020 off in the hospital. <laughs> it was yeah. not funny. I was so worried about you. Um, you know, okay. but I started mine where I locked myself in my room for two mm-hmm. days. And my mom was so pissed with me because she was so fed up with me because I had locked myself in my room most of 2019 I would go to work but then I would lock myself in my room and I wouldn't come out for days on my off days I would never come out I would not come Mm -hmm. out for days and she was so fed up with me at that time she came in my room and like cursed me out Mm -hmm. and that's not her demeanor but she was fed up with me she was like you cannot be like this like this is not you you can't you can't be in this hermit like you can't be in this room all the time and I I was like I was trying to tell like I'm in this room you know, I, I'm I'm it's, I'm reflecting like right mm-hmm. now, like in this period, in the beginning of the year, I was really writing everything that I wanted to do for myself in 2020, you know, as far as my inner growth and what I wanted as far as how I can get out of this rut that I was in. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that was that's how that's I was struggling a lot twenty nineteen too, and yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because you need a tribe, whether that's like your mom or like friends. And not having y'all out here was a big struggle point for me because I had some family issues that I weren't able to access. But it took like my friends Jenna and Rachel to really shout out um, to them. I love them. Shout out to Jenna and Rachel for real. Like, um, and my whole like circle of friends out here, they really were like, hey. I know you don't got no money. Let's go out. Like, we'll just go smoke hookah. We'll go get a pizza. And it's just, they, I had a, I was going through so much internally that I was like, oh, I'm just drinking away like normal. And it got to a point where it wasn't. And um, they really, really helped me out. So shout out to Jim, Rachel, Amber, Imani, all my friends in general. Like, but they really would just come up, come up to my house and be like, look, we going out today. You're not yourself right now. Okay. I'm gonna come bring you a cupcake. You didn't eat today. All right. We're going to a restaurant. Like, don't worry about it. And like, they really, cause at one point I'm a, I'm gonna keep it G with y'all. People look at LA and I say this a lot as it's so fun. and so glamorous, but it can be very lonely. Like yeah. I moved out here pretty much only knowing one or two people and they really held me down. Like, and I will always love them. And so do y'all. I will call y'all and be like, Hey, I'm I'm freaking the fuck out, you know. So you need a tribe. You need to find people who genuinely care about you and not what you what you can do for them. So I'm happy you brought that up, and I'm happy you had your mom to say, "Look, you had she was like, girl, get the fuck up." Else. Like she was pissed. She was like, "I cannot do this shit no more. I cannot have you." And then, and the thing was, I was doing that in Lafayette. I would lock myself in my apartment for like mm-hmm. weeks. At a, you know, I would lock myself in my apartment. My mom wasn't there. She didn't really know that I was doing that, you know. But that was my way of. De- dealing with my emotions and trying to understand that I didn't have therapy mm-hmm. like I didn't have any of those things that I have now that's why I say therapy is so important you know you need somebody to talk your emo- emotions through with and process them and get better coping mechanisms mm-hmm. now I mean I work from home so I'm in my room but I always try to get out of my room if I can you know I don't mm-hmm. try to stay in here as much as possible anymore as a way to d- to hide away from the world that's not my purpose in my room anymore you know Mm -hmm. um i try to sing i try to dance i try to move around in my room as much as possible because there you know i know how i can get i can catch myself when i'm about to go into a depressive episode now i can Mm -hmm. catch you know and that's so important to learn how to catch those episodes because you can be in those episodes for months at a time sometimes years you know so 2020 was my year of just really 
trying to have better coping mechanisms one two trying to process my emotions differently mm-hmm. and then you know also i know you talked about loneliness we can talk about that too with 2020 where a lot of people dealt with loneliness you know being in the house not being able to go out with friends like you want to um mm-hmm. not being able to be around people a lot you know you start a lot of people they need to have social interaction so they can stay busy and get out of their own heads and when you're lonely in the house and you're on lockdown you're on quarantine all you have is yourself and you have your thoughts and that can be very very dangerous for some people that can be extremely dangerous and um it's important like it's important to check on your friends and loved ones when you have the mental space and it's okay to set that boundary to say hey i can't do this today because there are moments where i i think that um you know we get so wrapped up in our lives and quarantine stripped that from us so we couldn't hide behind concerts or being a workaholic or whatever you have to really sit with yourself and it could be uncomfortable to sit with yourself i remember me and Corey had to talk about it uh one-on-one and i was like you know what? shout out to Corey. Corey always give me them pep talks um and just is a great friend. And he was saying, like, yes. you know, sometimes you got to really be like, do you like the person that you are? And it's okay if you don't. Because how do you expect to move forward in any avenue of your life if you don't? And I remember sitting there being like, wow, sometimes you need them drags from your friends. And it's not a bad drag. It's just, look, wake up. It's a little shake up, I would say. But um, you're right. I think that loneliness, it can manifest itself. And you can end up with substance abuse. You could end up in um, horrible relationships. You can just be being very detrimental to yourself. And so I just started sitting with myself. So I'm happy you brought up like dancing in your room. You know I'm always dancing in my dance you room. Child, you, uh, you Anybody talk- who's living with me know I'm playing music 24-7, like for sure. Per, hmm. me too. Um, but I really do it now. Like I and I record myself doing it now. Sometimes I put it on my story and I'm like, I hope people don't think I'm weird, but I'm like, this is my way of like not being depressed. Like I have to like music does that for me. So And if um, they do think you're weird, fuck them. Fuck them, bitch. Like, I don't care. Like, I know, I know I'm different. Like, me and you both, like, very different yeah, people. Like, we I'm know that. I'm weird as fuck okay. embrace it. Bro. Embrace it. Like, it's okay to be weird. It's it's fun, actually. Like, who I'm wants to be square? I don't want to get nasty. <laughs> we had so much fun with that song in LA. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's just, like, I one thing my therapist asked me in our last session it's just crazy she's like uh, she said do you love yourself she asked me that I was like mm-hmm. yeah and I said but before I came to you I said I don't think I liked myself mm. and she was like really I was like yeah I don't think I liked myself I loved myself I've always loved myself that was mm-hmm. never a problem for me bitch okay but mm-hmm. there are moments and there are times and there are periods when I don't like myself you mm-hmm. know where it's like that shadow work comes up, you know, where it's like, oh, there's things I don't like about myself and I need to figure out how to fix this. Mm-hmm. And that's where the depression episodes come in. And you sit in your emotions and you're like, okay, I really don't like, I can't share myself with the world right now because I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. I don't like where I'm at. I don't want to share myself with anybody right now. I don't think that's fair to do that to people. I don't like myself right now. So when I like myself, I post a lot. I post myself more because I genuinely like myself. Mm-hmm. When I don't, I don't like myself, right? I, I'm going to fix something, you know? Mm-hmm. So when she asked me that, it was just like, oh, shit, like, damn. That's such a powerful question, too, because in therapy, like, people think that it's the therapist talking most of the time, and it's really not. It's you, you know? 
it's a it's conversation you. and that's that's very powerful and i struggle with that too i think i i guess my point of that or my own like personal demon was um being scared of being a hundred percent me right like mm-hmm. i like myself and i love myself but i was afraid of like if i'm not cheery keenan will my friends still like me if I address this conversation, will it cause an even bigger catastrophe? And I felt like I was hiding almost like a, it was almost like a celebrity syndrome. Like when they talk about the three faces of like how you are in the public, how you are at home, how you are at work. And I think for me, I never really separated the two. It was like, I was only myself when it was just Keenan looking in the mirror, dancing to music, but I had to be the superhero to one person. I had to be the lover to the guy, the guy that I'm dating. And then I had to be the superhero at work, but I, I could never have an off day. Like I felt like I was always on. So that's what I struggled with a lot this year was like, I don't always have to be on. If I'm not in a great mood, I can say, Hey, I'm not just, I'm not okay today. Nothing is super terrible. Just give me some space. My communication was the biggest piece that I had to learn. And um, I'm human. I think we need to all embrace our humanness. We can't devoid that. There are things about myself, of course, that I don't like and that, that I can work on, that I want but to work on. But you know on. those things. You acknowledge those things and you mm-hmm. work towards those things. So that's all that matters is acknowledgement, accountability, and working towards that. So I'm proud of you. I know where you started. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm, I'm proud, proud of you of, too anybody's not gonna tell you that i am i'm proud of you mm, I'm proud of but you too. i on my own personal tip i had a upbringing where it was weird like i had one side where it was like i was myself and then i was also told to like no that's too much and it kind of broke me down over the years where it was like okay, you're too much. You need to kind of scale it back. But I scaled it back way too much. And -hmm. I put myself in a box. And that was what I was dealing with in 2019, where I was in that. I went into this darkness. I don't know the movie Soul, if anyone has not watched it yet, where they have the lost souls and they're all like, like they look like monsters. That's how I felt for years, Mm -hmm. where I was just walking through this like vast, just nothingness i felt like that for a while because i had so many things talents and creativity that i wanted to do but i just i was so obsessed with trying to to trying to assimilate and fit in not fit in like that wasn't the thing it was just trying to like you know you're too much you need to kind of like level yourself like with everyone else Mm -hmm. but i did that and that was never what i was meant to be you know Mm -hmm. God gave me gifts and I needed to use those gifts. And you I need to figure God always, gave me. I was gonna say you always march to your own drum anyway. So it's like a unicorn yeah. fitting in with like pasties. You're gonna stand out. It didn't work. Know? It didn't work. <laughs> it drove me insane. Literally. I was mm-hmm. fucking insane. By 2019, I was fucking insane. I was paranoid. Mm-hmm. I was going through so much. Like mentally, I probably should have been committed because I was so paranoid. Like I drove me insane. Mm-hmm. not being yourself and really trying to be this in this box will drive you insane i was claustrophobic being in this box trying to be everything else everybody wanted me to be and it drove me fucking insane and i i that 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 last new year's eve i locked myself in my room because i was like you know what we're gonna figure this out we can't do this anymore. So I made that promise to myself that I was going to embrace my individuality. I was going to be myself more. And I'm here to say, like, 
I've gotten to that place and that point and where I can really like take off and really be myself. Like I, I kept wondering why my YouTube's not working, why my music blog isn't working, why is this not working for me? Why is this disconnect? Like I can't get it together because I was so scared to really put myself out there and be myself. But I think 2021, a bitch is, you know, you, I'm here. Words mean things you know. I know. I know I'm here now. So it's it's fun to say it feels good. You know, I did do a vision board for 2021. Okay. I want to encourage our followers and our listeners to do one too. I did a digital one on Canva. Um, it's a, a free um uh web design software Love Canva. Uh, website. Love Canva. Shout out to my girl Canva. She got me through a lot of events. She did not sponsor this episode. <laughs> she did not sponsor this episode, but she has sponsored my creativity over the years. Um, so uh, I did that and I encourage you guys. My my therapist is the person who said, why don't you do a vision board? And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. And I did it and it was so fun. I sat in my room for like four hours and did it. And I it was great. That. I feel like I was in Tumblr all over again. Um, oh man, I miss how popping Tumblr was. No, you need that to, to visualize it, to write it down. My, me and my therapist talked about that too. I did it like you did it so much, you know, like in your own way, so much better. Um, I literally took a pen and paper and was like, boom, 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 boom. And that was like me. Um, but one thing that I did last year is that I typed it in notes and then I put pictures on the top and I made it my wallpaper. And a lot of those things came true because I saw it every single day. So I'm definitely going to recreate that. But one thing that I want to say to our listeners and followers and just, you know, friends of the show, like there's nothing in this life that's impossible. Right. And I think that the mind is very powerful, especially as black people with our superpowers activated. I think now is the time to really fight for what you want, but most importantly, fight for yourself. And it's okay to want that Gucci bag is okay, but make sure that you're okay at the end of the day. And Next year is going to be a great year. I'm speaking that to existence. It's going to, you know, it's it's a year. There's going to be triumphs. There's going to be other things, areas of opportunity. But yes. nothing in this world is impossible. I'm a manifestation of my prayers, dreams, and hard work. So nothing in this life is unattainable. Nothing. Nothing in this life is unattainable. Um, we are, I feel like, you know, the jokes about December 21st, like they were great. Like I had a great, like fun, great, but it's really honestly was more so about us reaching our higher selves and our potentials in life and activating that, like that superpower within you. Like I feel really good. I feel great because I'm doing the work. Kenan is doing the work, you know, and I encourage my listeners and all of our listeners to really do the work, like the work Mm -hmm. as far as yourself connect to whatever you can connect to within whatever you believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, God, I believe in God. I believe in, you know, you know, I'm really deep in my spirituality as far as I, when I, when I separated religion and, and spirituality that's when i was able to much much more like ascend my relationship with god mm-hmm. you know and i think that's what helped me a lot too you know when you disconnect from religion and you just go for spirituality as far as your relationship with god it does wonders for you because you don't have that judgment and you don't have all of those you know things that's you should be this. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can do this. Like, you know, like, no, can, can I just have that relationship with God? Mm-hmm. He just leave me where I got to go. You know, it's important. So, you know, I really do hope our listeners really take the time to do their work and really take 2021 and 
just do it for you live that life mm-hmm. live your life if anything has not taught you from this year of having to be in your house from people losing their lives mm-hmm. from people literally having nothing you know the best thing that we can do is live our life like it's our last so that's all I really want to say I love everyone mm-hmm. who listens to this podcast yes. my god I love y'all I love the feedback I love talking to people who who listen like thank you for listening I appreciate this mm-hmm. you know this podcast has helped me too you know being able to come and talk to people and share our journeys like wow amazing and talk about what we love amazing i love it we don't even get paid for this shit y'all <laughs> we don't. Um, and it's gonna get bigger and better and i just <laughs> i just love how we come in a safe space we put our authentic hearts out there and we talk about like our journeys because i think that this has allowed people to look at us in a more intimate lens um and it's just yes. it's great and i just love every like i, I love all of y'all um supporters any feedback like i love it and i just i i want to say one thing before we go to is that you don't have to make a new year's resolution you can make goals all throughout the year many long term write yes. it down manifest it whatever you believe in do that but i'm just super thankful for this platform and i'm um shout out to Kier because she came with the idea to make the show and we here you know months later and i hope to be here years we here we here you know we have one more thing though 2020 was about consistency too mm-hmm. for me and we i know sometimes we take weeks off like couple like two or three weeks off from the podcast but we have been consistent throughout mm-hmm. the year i will say that um and you know we have been both consistent about trying to you know get to our place mm-hmm. of healing healing is so important to get into the place you want to be in life and when you get to that place being able to actually enjoy it when you mm-hmm. get there um because who wants to be broken and get to the place they always wanted to be and be broken i've done that many times and it's never been pretty um so i really diligently me myself and keenan too we're working on trying to heal so when we get to the places we want to be in life you we can fully and be grounded and enjoy those mm-hmm. places and i want all of that for everybody that listens here you know get on that path of healing please it's so important. if you have not sought a therapist and you've been thinking about it take this as your sign take this as your message go into 2021 and work on that healing baby and if you need any insights any pro tips definitely reach out to us um hit hit us us up up. we mental health advocates for sure but yeah you said it perfectly queen you said it perfectly and we have new we have new shit dropping next year super excited We have stuff that we were going to be working on for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you guys will be tuning in. Hopefully the audience will grow. Uh, and we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Oh my God. Thank you for listening to our craziness and our, un- trying to understand our friendship. <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> y'all keep it locked into the yes. And I We love, love y'all. y'all. Be safe. Be well. And good luck, bitches. See y'all in 2021. Good luck, bitches. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you in 21.